0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Luke Garris with WDBC. Today we're talking about cults. Here are my colleagues.
1: I'm Esper Forstek. And I'm Seth Riedel.
0: Without further ado, let's get into it.
1: The first cult we're gonna talk about is Jonestown cult. So a little bit about the cult. It started with this man named Jim Jones. Um, during his childhood, he he his mother wasn't very religious, which this was not set in the 70s, so and like he was born in 1931. So the people there were, not it was kind of weird to be atheist, but um, they didn't really go to church that often, but Jim Jones would travel to these churches all the time to just go and experience it all. Mm -hmm. And later on in his life, he became a pastor and um, he started his own church and he started gaining followers and gaining followers. He got married. And he started the People's Temple. Now, this was, uh, this turned into a religious movement or cult. Um, And he gained followers by preaching his word, but he would also stage, like, fake miracles. And he would, like, quote, unquote, cure people, but, like, like fake it or pay people in the crowd to fake it. So then he'd gain more and more followers and then they'd pass around the little money basket <laughs> and get a ton of like donors. And then he'd, he was also a drug addict during this.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, Yay. but he
1: started, as his church went on, his followers moved with him as he moved throughout states. And um, he he started making his church more Like strict, and he had people living with him. He had people, um, like, he had like strict laws on like marriage. And he was married, but his wife was disabled. And so he cheated on her a lot, but he'd justify it and be like, well, you can't give me this, so Mm -hmm. I have to get it from other people. He ended up having like multiple wives. Um, just later your on, usual,
0: everyday, yeah, normal person.
1: Yeah, just your everyday person, you know, who has, like, a ton of women.
0: The average Thursday.
1: Yeah. So later on in the 70s, um, he moved the People's Temple down to Jonestown, California. And it was this, like, secluded camp um, where they, like, lived and he preached and they all worshipped him. And he preached that they were, like, poor. So they lived in cabins and. They didn't have that much food. They didn't have clean water. He didn't allow people to leave. Um, Like, he wouldn't let them leave and go home and see their families. He would monitor every letter that got sent out, making sure it said good things about Jonestown. And he was also doing many legal activities there with children and drugs. Totally legal. Literally yeah. Much legal. So, at
0: the time of signing up for this cult, did the people know what they were getting into?
1: Yes, because they well, they didn't know exactly. They were they were blind behind like what he was actually doing. Which is but usually what happens with cults. They you don't know. What believed he was God because he um, he did these fake miracles and he preached the word that they all wanted to hear, and they all believed that they weren't meant for this world and they had to go. Like to the next level or whatever. So, um, the leader he really sided. Jim Jones sided with like leftist politicians. He he was. It was like a mix of um, Christianity, but with communist and socialist ideals. Um, it's known now as a destructive cult because uh, in on November eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight. They all committed mass suicide. 918 people killed themselves that day, including 238 children. Um, Jim Jones really pushed these people to commit suicide. Um, There's this death tape. Do you wanna talk about it?
0: A little bit, yeah. So from what we know and from what the tapes say, we're not gonna play them for very obvious reasons here. Mm-hmm. but basically what they were is it was really, really eerie and creepy. Uh, Jim Jones's voice kept quivering in what can really be described as a demonic way and in the end of uh, all of this, he did succeed in getting people to drink Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. Uh, very fun. And that is what would end up killing them. And this is also known as the biggest homicide and loss of life in American history before the tragedy on September 11th.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Um he had this like he had this he would preach that there was no peace left in this earth and that they couldn't gain peace. He also went bankrupt. Um and that was part of it, but he convinced all of these people by saying if we cannot live in peace, then we shall die in peace. Um during this death tape there is a woman, it's 40 minutes long. It's a debate b- between Jim Jones and this woman trying to like s- trying to convince them all that they should not kill themselves for their lives matter, and they like should not force their small children to also kill themselves for their parents' ideals. Um, Jim Jones and the crowd only interrupted her and drowned out her voice. The crowd believed everything Jim said as he manipulated their minds to think they were dying for a higher up being when really he was hopeless and didn't want to deal with the repercussions after murdering a government official, which um, on the day that they committed mass suicide, um, there was supposed to be a government official that came down because there was getting some, like a few people had escaped Jonestown and were really complaining about it. And so a government official went down to inspect it and a group of the cult members met him at the airplane like place or whatever. Mm -hmm. What is that called? Airport. airport. Airport, that's what it's called. Good job. Um, and murdered him. So then Jim was just like, nah, it's time to die. So they did. And Jim was the only one, him and one of his mistresses were the only one who like didn't drink the Kool-Aid. They ended up shooting themselves. And later on, after the government inspection, they found millions of dollars in multiple different bank accounts of gyms
2: um so like one thing i kind of want to mention is esper i know you listened to the recordings and stuff but i specifically remember like listening to it in the car and just completely hearing all of the children that were in that room at that time and hearing all of those things like a lot of stuff doesn't disturb me but honestly that that like really shook me for a few days yeah
0: i'd imagine it would yeah
1: yeah so let's move on. Luke has a very interesting story about oh. his own experience with Colts. A
0: real fun one. So down, uh, I can actually remember the date here. This was October 31st, 2021. I was down in Detroit for a convention like I do every year, Yumicon. It's a really nice, really fun convention. I love that convention. It's really fun. and. So I was walking down from the main center of the convention down to the uh, games and card center of the convention. I'm forgetting the building names at the moment, but I was walking down the sidewalk with a bunch of other people, like there's there a crowd. And there's a guy on a bike just kind of moving up and down the intersection, blocking people from getting through. This was not like a motorbike, it was a bicycle. So, you know, not like he can move very fast if you tried to run away, but uh, as I was walking by, I was unfortunate enough to actually be stopped by this man and handed a flyer, and what was on this flyer, I couldn't make much of it out because I did kind of brush it away very quickly, but it was a lot of black scribbles, and like I could see some words, didn't make it out, but I did definitely see cult on that word list. Mm -hmm. Like One of the few discriminative words I did make out was cult. It was really interesting because I was like, huh, well, this is Detroit for ya.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, So getting back onto the topic of the people's cult or Jamstown, um, I did a lot of research into Heaven's Gate and both of these cults are like very connected Mm -hmm. in
1: multiple different ways.
0: Both of which just so happened to commit mass suicide. Seems to be a recurring thing with cults. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think the difference between these two cults were um, Heaven's Gate cult. The leader actually believed in, cause they were really about rising up to the next level through suicide mm-hmm. and like living in a very enclosed area. But the leader of the cult actually um, participated in his ideals and actually believed in it.
0: Yeah, something you don't really see w- yeah. in cults a lot. Yeah. This guy was really devoted to what he was doing even if what he was doing may or may not have been the best course of action. Yeah. He was really devoted and believed in what he was doing was right.
2: Yeah. um so one added uh, stuff to that is I looked up, I looked up a lot of um like heaven Gates interviews and all of them would say pretty much the same thing and they would end with this I forget what it is now but they would end with this weird saying and then you know they they'd walk into the mansion and they wouldn't be seen again and so there's a huge conspiracy theory that um, Bo the leader of the um what was it called? Heaven's Gate yeah. Cult, yeah. Was like behind the camera feeding these people lines. And that, like, there's a lot of evidence behind it, and it's pretty creepy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's all we have today for your daily dose of cults. Yeah. You're listening to Microphone Takeover with WDBC. I'm Esper Forcek. I'm Seth riedel
0: And I'm Luke Garris.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: Have a good week.